out there in podcast land and welcome back to caregiving is ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving so last episode we ended right with acts we learned that we have power in the holy spirit and in that power he has equipped us to do the task at hand today i want to expand upon that and i want us to look at how to recognize the fruit of the spirit and to reinforce that we are to be looking for the holy spirit's manifestation in ourselves and in others if you recall i stated that although paul is the apostle that coined the phrase fruit of the spirit it can be found in other chapters of the new testament not identical but similar for instance ephesians the fourth chapter verses one through three peter wrote to the church in ephesus therefore i the prisoner of the lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called caregiving with all humility gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love being diligent to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace so it's different phrasing right but it's the same message different phrasing because he's speaking to a different church he's not speaking to the church in galatia he's speaking to the church at ephesus they have you know different people but it's still the same underlying theme Another example we looked at was in 2 Peter, um, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, and it reads, Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. Same thing, phrased different, worded differently, but getting at how we are to live as Christians under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And then we have the Apostle John bringing up the rear in 1 John verse, chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. What John is reminding us to do is exactly what he states, to not believe that everyone is of God. That we are to, just because a person says that they are a Christian, but there are no fruits, suggests something otherwise so John tells us to test the spirit that is that doesn't mean that we're supposed to go out and be fanatics it's just we're supposed to have a discerning eye so to speak we know what the world looks like right without the spirit chaotic cruel evil thoughtless lies wicked you could put in all other adjectives People tell you early on who they are. They really do. The problem is we haven't been taught in the body of Christ to see what they're saying or to hear what they're saying. We like to dismiss what we see people and we like to go based on just their words only and we're not looking at their fruit being their actions. 
The word also urges us to test the spirit by the spirit. That's what Paul is, I mean, John is telling us to do. But what does that mean? If you read further in 1 John, the first chapter, John says that everyone who confesses Christ, that the spirit of God dwells in him. And Jesus tells us that if anyone in him is in him, in him being Jesus, that they will be known by their fruit. So is it enough to merely say that a person or to say that we believe in Christ and then display no fruit of the spirit? Think of that. Can, can you say that you're a Christian, that you love God, that Christ dwells within you, but yet you're not striving to walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, you know, knowledge, being forbearance, as, as um, worldly excellent as Peter says. Can that do the two marry up? Can a person have an encounter with the living God and walk away? And the answer to that question is yes. When you read your Bible, there are there were the multitudes that gathered around Jesus and sought him for his gifts of healing. They were amazed at his scholarly acumen. But the Pharisees still turned away. They didn't believe that he was the Messiah. So yes, people can and people still do come in contact with God and turn away. Think of the rich young ruler. But the ones who choose to accept him as Savior, once the Holy Spirit comes inside, they begin to change. They begin to bear fruit. Now, sometimes that bearing of fruit can take a while. (laughs) It's not the same for every person. Some people have miraculous testimonies of how there's a night and day difference. They used to drink, they no longer drink, they used to smoke, they used to do that. But then, for like me, it was a gradual process of coming into being more obedient to the Lord. Right? And so, we need to give people time. But we also need to be cognizant of watching for the fruit that they could bear. But the question is, are you the same person today as you were when you accepted Christ? My friend, if, if you answered yes to that, then I urge you to go before the Lord and ask him, why you're still the same because the Holy Spirit is not only a comforter but he's a change agent if you are listening to what he's saying what he says and what he's saying and going where he's directing you to go you can't help but bear fruit you won't be the same person that you were a year ago or two years ago You'll be more aligned with Christ. You you will find yourself bearing more of the fruit of the Spirit. And my example to you is this podcast. I said yes to God in caring for his daughter. I said yes to putting my dating life on hold, not looking for another means of employment once I retired, all because he told me to wait. And that was it. He didn't give me any other direction. But it was in the waiting that I heard him say right. 
And then I heard him say through various friends and acquaintances to start a podcast. And then he gave me the title for the podcast. And all of that is because I said yes to God. And why did he ask me to do this podcast? Because he knew you needed it. This podcast is for you. Our God is an all-knowing God. But we are not, right? However, he's given us a tool in which we can test those to see whether they are being led by the Spirit of God. We're not to be judgmental, but observant. Not critical, but wise in whom we're bringing in our inner circle. Those whom we take counsel from. We do not exclude anyone from coming to Christ, but we can exercise discretion in those whom we, you know, let in our inner space. It is okay to give loving correction when the Holy Spirit prompts you. We are all growing in our walk with Christ. And sometimes we go off and we do our own stuff thinking that it's God and it really wasn't. (laughs) The way to test that is, does it line up with his word? when you think you're hearing from him? Is he getting the glory out of what you're being led to do? Are others benefiting from it? Is it morally right? And ultimately, does it bring you peace? If you have all this, then proceed. But sometimes God just tests us by giving us just a little information. And once we step out, then he changes course on us. It wasn't that we got it wrong. He's just growing us to trust him with little information or understanding. Our trust in God is to be absolute. And we are to grow in our knowledge of him so that we can hear his voice clearly. So in that absolute trust, we know we have heard from God. Not the voice of your pastor or your elder or your priest or your bishop or whatever religious body leader you have, but the voice of Christ We are to hear God's voice. We ought to be able to distinguish it between hearing God speaking through our leadership and when he is not. You know, when I listen to teachings and sermons, if I don't agree with what's being said, if something strikes me as kind of odd, I normally come home and I pray on it. I ask God to show me, hmm, what's what's this little tickle that I'm feeling? I don't, I don't, hmm. when I studied your word, I don't remember it saying whatever it was. I do that all the time because I don't know everything. And God has never, never failed to reveal things to me. Sometimes, you know, it was just I was young in my belief. And so he gave me the, um, peace to not really be bothered by what was said but over time he brought it back and I was more mature enough to receive it to where I could see that "Mm, that is an accurate statement I just didn't like it because I was young but then there have been some times through scripture that I have discovered that maybe the leader had misspoken I didn't run to them and correct them because the Holy Spirit didn't call me to it wasn't my place to do so they were it, it wasn't done intentionally But the fact that I was able to go to God and recognize that "Mm, I don't think this is right is because I conducted my own Bible study and I subject myself to God, which is what he asks of all of us. 
do you not understand that God is holding you responsible for getting closer to him? Just as you study your favorite sports team and you know all the stats and and locations of your celebrity or your spouse or your children, God wants you to put at least that much effort in getting to know him. Allow the spirit that is in you not only to draw you into closer fellowship with God, but to open up your eyes so that you may be wise in your selection of counsel and friends. You know the saying, don't judge a book by its cover. No, we are to test the spirit by the spirit. The fruit of the spirit are those, you know, elements or those characteristics, if you will, that we expect to see in our fellow brothers and sisters, that we expect to see in anyone who says that they are a Christian. But before we can expect to see it in them, we need to ensure that those elements can be seen in us. In agreement with that? I hope so. Let's pray. Holy God, we thank you for today, this episode, for reminding us that we have a responsibility in getting to know you better and that you've given us the tools that we can be wise and discerning as we test the Spirit by the Spirit. That it is not us being judgmental, but using the gift that you have given us to view those around us, our world around us, but looking first at ourselves to ensure that we're bearing the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that it needs to be seen in us, and we'd like to see it in others. We are all on a journey and at various points of our journey, but your spirit still dwells in us, and help us to be quiet enough and obedient enough to hear you speak through us, to hear you speak to us, and to allow you to speak through us as well, so that we can hear your voice and be assured that it is your voice that we hear, so that we're not tossed and deceived by false prophets and witnesses, that we don't ourselves go out and do something that you haven't ordained that could possibly deceive someone else. But help us to take our relationship with you seriously and that we prioritize our you in our lives because we've come to you over and over again stating that we need your help and that we want our lives to bring honor and glory to your name. In order to do that, we need to hear you clearly. So clear out all the clutter that is in our hearts and minds. All the doubt, all the misgivings, the bitterness, the hurt, the anger, whatever it is. Help us to bring it to you and confess it and then clear it from our hearts so that we can hear your small whisper of love and be overwhelmed with peace and love and joy so that we can do what you've called us to do. Help our fellow brothers and sisters when they test the spirit by the spirit in us that we come up being fruit-bearing Christians. We love you and we praise you. In the precious name of our Savior, Jesus the Christ, we pray, amen. All right, loved ones, 
go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus. Amen.